Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas, a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and to pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called being imitators of Christ. The Bible teaches us what all of us who are born again believers ought to do. That is, keep our eyes on Jesus in order to successfully accomplish everything that he's called us to be and do. By watching Jesus, we can see what it is that we should be like and what we should act like. Jesus gives us clear and complete understanding about how a child of God is supposed to conduct themselves in life. Through watching Jesus, we can see how we Christians should and should not live the Christian life. That's if we're going to represent him properly like we're all supposed to do. It's what we all should endeavor to do. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. And likeness of God, which means just like he was tempted on all points yet without sin, you can be tempted on all points yet without sin. Just like you was, he was tempted and did not sin, you could be tempted and, and not sin. Now, this is shouting ground like a mug right here. We in Christianity 505 now. This is, this is how God wants you to live this world, and that's all the way lying. God wants you to live this life where you just quit all this sinning that you used to do and begin to start living a life that he died and bled for you to do. Are you listening to me up in here? You don't have to sin. You don't believe me? Come on, come on. Anybody in here used to do something that they don't do no more? Look around. Keep your hands up. Look around, look around, look around, look around, look around. Then it's doable. It's doable. Well, if you can do it in one thing, you can do it in all things. I used to study physics. If you can move it an inch, you can move it a mile. Are you listening to me up in here? Because the key is, is it movable? And if you can do it in one thing, you can do it in all things. Are you listening to me up in here? Because if you can do it in one, you can do it in another. So that then means you can be able to have a life that's just like Christ in such a way as you can be able to look back and say, hey, I don't do that no more. Used to do it, but then I stepped through this door. This don't name Jesus, and I don't do it no more. I used to do it. That's back when I was a child of darkness. But now I'm a child of light, and I don't do it like that either day or night. I used to do it when I was a child of disobedience, but now I'm a child of obedience. And because I'm a child of obedience, I do what my daddy tell me to do. And I let this thing out just like he want me to do. Somebody shout amen. You can live this thing holy like God wants you to do. That thought in the back of your head to tell you you can't do none of what I said is a lie from the devil that's been put back there to be able to block you, stop you from moving forward in what God has in store for you. But I'm going to help you locate, isolate, and eliminate that lie that's on the inside of you to tell you you can't live this thing out like God wants you to do. Hallelujah! You can live holy. Look at your neighbor and say, yes you can, yes you can, yes you can. You can live holy, you can do it, you can do it. Look at the one on the other side. Say, you can do it too. Mm-hmm, I know you can. See, Jesus was tempted to do other things than what the Father wanted him to do. He was tempted to do other things than what the Father told him to do. But he chose to only do right every time. He chose to do only do right every time. That's why it's all about a choice. That's why God taught you for a whole year about decisions. Because it's about your choice, baby. You can choose what it is that you want to do. 
Because every day you can make the choice to do what you're supposed to do. When somebody come your way, saying something that they ought not say, giving you an opportunity to come out and play, you can say, no. Somebody say, no. See, that is an anointed word right there. You just don't know. That is an anointed word right there. It's called, no. And in case you're from the suburbs, say no. It ain't that many suburbians up in here. Praise God. Everybody say, no. See, that's an anointed word. That is a powerful word. Ask me why. Because slaves always have to say yes. Slaves always have to say yes. Whether they like it, don't like it, whether they want to do it or don't want to do it, they got to say yes. And when you're a slave to sin, you must say yes. You will do what he wants you to do. You will do what sin wants you to do. But God has given us the privilege to be sons of God. So that we can tell sin, no. Come on, give it to me hood, y'all. No. We can tell him, no, I don't do that no more. Come on, add that to it. I don't do that no more. Give it to me. Say, no. I don't do that no more. See, that's royalty that can say no. Only a king can say no. Everybody else must say yes. Are you listening to me? Well, God has given you an opportunity to say yes to the Lord and no to sin. The moment that you entered into what God gave you the opportunity to do. So just like Jesus was tempted on all points without sin, you can be tempted on all points without sin. Just like he was tempted on all points without sin, you can be tempted on all points without sin. See, we too, as imitators of Christ, can choose to do only right every time an opportunity to do evil comes our way. We can choose to do right. Air time, evil come our way. I say air time, evil come our way. That's, if, that's even if evil come to you with a cute little tight blue dress on. Mm, come on, your brother got to know what I'm talking about. Really. One that's hiked up about right here or hiked down about right there. And, and you praying up in there. You can be able to say, no, nah, I don't do that no more. No, I don't fall victim to that no more. No, I don't even want that no more. All the brothers in the house say, no. Come on, you can do it stronger than that. I said all the brothers now say, no. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, no. Yeah, there we go. We can say no to that stuff. Praise God. And ladies now say, hey. When that guy come to you with that swooning voice, praise God. With the background music playing, do 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 doom, doom 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 doom, baby. What you gonna say? I'll turn to First Peter chapter two. Yeah, we could do this. What a privilege God has given me and you to be able to live this thing out like we're supposed to. We can do it. I say we can do it. Come on, say it in faith if nothing else. We could do it. First Peter chapter 2. God expects us to do it. Now, this is going to be good right here. First Peter chapter 2. Well, Pastor, I ain't did nothing in a long time. I ain't did nothing wrong. Okay, well, let's read this. First Peter chapter 2. <laughs> let's start reading verse 21. For even hereunto were ye called, which means you called to this, do this too. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. 
who when he was reviled, reviled not. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. Good God Almighty. Not only did he not do nothing wrong, he didn't say nothing wrong. Not only did he not do nothing wrong, he didn't say nothing wrong. You know, some of us, none of y'all, some of us, praise God, we might not do nothing. We might have learned enough to be able to bite our bottom lip and not say nothing, not do nothing right there. But we got something to say later on down the line, especially if they reviled us, especially if they said something about us, especially if they did something to us that we didn't like. You know, we're looking for somebody that we like. Or we're gonna tell them about. You. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what they did to me. Low down, dead a dog. Called himself a Christian. Played me like that. Did this and that. Girl, let me tell you what they did to me. I mean, yeah, girl, they did that to me. You believe that? Low down, mutt. That's what we used to do. But Jesus, as old folk you say, didn't say mumbling word. He said nothing. Look at your neighbor and say, I got some work to do. Amen. <laughs> he ain't saying nothing. He ain't talk about nobody. He ain't crack on nobody. He ain't talk about nobody behind their back. He ain't talk about nobody in front of their face. He ain't talk about nobody, nobody, nobody. Not a single bit of guile came from his mouth nor his face. He didn't complain. He didn't murmur. He didn't backbite. He didn't talk about nobody. Jesus didn't talk about nobody mama. Jesus didn't talk about nobody daddy. Jesus didn't talk about nobody didn't, didn't know who their daddy was. Jesus didn't play that. Are you listening to me up in here? Jesus didn't say that little innuendos and stuff when folk walk away. You know, sometimes we don't say something to somebody when they there, but as soon as they leave there, they be saying something to me, you be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they walk away, I'm low down you know, I should have said this to them. I should have told them about this. And who they think they are coming to me. They better recognize. They don't know who they talking to. They better know because they don't know. I'd have, this is what I should have said. This is what I said. And we go in a whole conversation, a frenzy conversation about what. Y'all don't know nothing about what I'm talking about, do you? Go on, and, and then go off on them. And hey, if they ever say that to me again. If they ever do that again, I tell you. And then we blow them up and all of them on Facebook, blow them all up on Facebook and stuff like that. Let me tell you what that word of faith person said to me. Let me tell you what they did to me. And they act like they're a Christian. And then we blow their name up and blow their We tweet all about them. Y'all know nothing about what I'm talking about. Praise God, do you? One day the Lord going to give me a message. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Jesus said not none of that fell from his lips. None of that manure fell from his lips. None of it. But Jesus only spoke that which is good to edify. Just like he told you and I. Old folk used to say, if you can't say something good. Oh, y'all talk to old folk. Praise God. And why you ain't doing it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We know what to do. We just don't do it. Are you listening to me up there? Because we ain't supposed to say nothing wrong. And I try to slide one in. You know, you know, we try to slide a little something in. You know, one of them little slaps in the back of the head when people are walking away. We try to say a little something, something. You know, y'all don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Somebody, go ahead. Somebody sitting next to somebody, go ahead and tell them what I'm talking about because I know you know. Praise God. They, they trying to act like they don't know, but you know how we used to do. But now we in Christ. We don't do that no more. Now, you know that separates us from the world. 
You know that separates us from the world because we're always got something nasty to say. We don't. We don't talk that way. Why? Because, because Jesus said that no guile came from his mouth, so no guile come from my mouth. No mumbling, murmuring, complaining. I'm including at work, at home. Come on. Everywhere Jesus went, he did the same thing. He wasn't like Jesus in the synagogue and then Jesus someplace different when he was in the streets. Jesus was the same Jesus each and every day. And that's what he expects of us each and every day. Like if somebody stepped on your foot up in here, you wouldn't be like, bleep, they bleep. Why am I not getting no amens? You, you would not say, let me try this again. If somebody stepped on your feet up in here, you would not say, bleep, they bleep. All right, that's better. You would, not, you would not do that. You would control yourself. Well, if you can do it that time, you could do it every time. The only question is, is do you want to do it? Have you made a decision to do it? Well, here's your reason to do it. It's because Jesus Christ did not let it come from his mouth. See, we too are imitators of Christ. And so we're supposed to make sure that we not only not sin in action, but we don't sin in words too. Because many times words speak more than your actions do. To the point that the things that you say is worse than the things that you do. Anybody here, anybody, anybody ever said something to you that hurt you so hard? It's like, it's like they, could have, they could have just stabbed you. They could have slapped you. It might not even have hurt as much. Praise God. Hallelujah. Some of us still carrying words from long back that somebody said to me and you. That still cause a tear to fall out our eye when we think about it too hard or too long because of what they did to me and you. And that wasn't nothing but a word. But then again, everything is held together by words, too. Praise God. And so Satan wants to get you to be able to say things that you ought not say, too. But we ought to say, no, devil, I'm not going to do that either. Turn to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews. I'm walking through the Bible on this one. I need you to walk through the Bible on this one. See, Jesus loved that which was of God. That's one of the reasons why he could do what God wanted him to do. Because he loved that which is of God. We're in Hebrews chapter 1. Start reading verse 8. It says, but unto the Son he saith, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is a scepter of thy kingdom. Whereas God, talking about rulership and how he rules. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, or because of that, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Notice, thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, because of that, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. One of the reasons why God wants, praise God, you to be able to live your life in holiness is because he wants to anoint you with the oil of gladness even above your fellows. He wants to anoint you with the oil of gladness even above your fellows. Your fellows is the people that's around you, that's near you, and stuff like that. God wants to separate you to be different than them in more ways than just two. One of the ways he wants to separate you is that you walk around with anointed with gladness all the days of your life. Whereas you wake up in the morning and you're grinning. You wake up in the morning and you're excited. You wake up in the morning and you are thrilled. Why? Because you're living a good life that God wanted you to live. Not no drama, drama, drama like they used to do. Come on, baby mama drama, baby daddy drama, still trying to figure out who baby daddy is drama. You know, is he going to pay any of his pay? We ain't got to worry about all that drama. Why? Because we're going to do this thing God's way and do what we're supposed to do. 
whether or not people are going to find out about the lie that we told yesterday and they're going to find out the thing that we did yesterday. Did I get rid of the evidence of what I did yesterday? We ain't got to be worried about all of that. Praise God. Hallelujah. We ain't got to be like checking our call log and see if we can erase everything before they get our phone and, 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 che- and checking our, 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 our visiting log on our computer so that people can be able to look back and trace where we've been going. Praise God. And see that we was going where we shouldn't be going. We ain't got to be worried about all that. You can wake up. You can have a good day every day. See, it's a good life to live when you live in Christ's life. God's not telling you to live less of a life. He's trying to invite you to live a better life where you are anointed with the, joy, with the oil of gladness where every day is a good day in God. Ain't no mad Mondays, terrible Tuesdays, wicked Wednesdays, thirsty Thursdays, freaking Fridays, sad Saturdays, solemn Sundays. Every day is a good day in God. Why is that? Because you live in the God kind of life. He said, this is the day that the Lord has made. You're supposed to rejoice and be glad in it. But a lot of us ain't rejoicing because we got so many other things in it. We got all kind of stuff in our lives that ought not be in our lives. All kind of clutter. All kind of other stuff that ought not be up in there. And it's causing us to be a, a, a joy sucker. It just suck all the joy out of your life. Y'all don't know nothing about what I'm talking about. You're broke, busted, disgusted. You're sick. You're dying real quick. You don't even know what to do. Praise God. He all messed up. And why is that? Because you done made decisions that was totally outside of the way God wants you to make decisions in your past. And you got this crap in your life that seemed like it's going to last. But God said, if you learn to live holy like I want you to do, you learn to start making your decisions according to the word that I'm going to give to you. Then you're going to be anointed with the oil of gladness where you're going to be able to walk around with no sadness. Where you're going to be walking around excited each and every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the life we're supposed to be designed. Well, I get an anointing like that. I'm glad you asked. Let's read it. Let's read it. Let's read it. It's right there in verse 9. Praise God. It's right there in verse 9. This is how you get it. Because thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Because thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Basic building blocks of a holy life. Basic building blocks of a sinless life. And that's that you loved righteousness and hated iniquity. See, when we love righteousness and hate iniquity, we'll live like we're supposed to live. Two sides of the coin. Love righteousness. We love what's what's right with God. We love what keeps things right with God. We love our life of being right with God. And because we love that, praise God, we want to hold on to that and make sure we don't lose that in anything that we do. We don't want to mess this up, jack this up in anything that we do. And we also hate iniquity. Iniquity. That's the stuff that it is that got us doing stuff that we ought not be doing iniquity that's sin are you listening to me up in here so god wants to get us to the point where we love righteousness hate iniquity jesus did it that's that high priest praise god and we're supposed to be uh, imitators of him and we're supposed to do it too if you want to live a sinless life like he did too you got to learn to love righteousness and hate iniquity you got to learn to love what's right the rightness of everything and you got to learn to hate i said hate iniquity i said hate iniquity when you hate iniquity, I can show you better than I can tell you. Anybody in here got a vegetable that they hate? I mean hate. Anybody? Hands, please. Hands. Anybody? Powerful woman to go right over here. Praise God. Yes, my blessed sister. What, 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 what vegetable do you hate? Brussels sprouts. Oh, my goodness. High five. High five. Amen. Brussels sprouts. When was the last time you had Brussels sprouts? Years. She said years since she had Brussels sprouts. Somebody else give me a vegetable that they hate. Yes, sir. Okra. Okras. Oh, he said anything more than one okra is too much. Okras. Praise God. When was the last time you had some okra, young man? I can't remember. You can't even remember when you had some okra because he hates it. Somebody else. Somebody else. 
That's I, I wouldn't go back there, but y'all way back there. Praise God. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Beats. Beats. You don't like beats? Hey, man, beats. What was the last thing I can tell you about your face? Oh, no. What was the last time you had beats? When I was seven. When you were seven? <laughs> about eight years ago, nine years ago. Hey, Amen. Praise <laughs> Hallelujah. No, let me at least make it legal. Praise God. Hey, Amen. I mean, 11 years ago, 12 years ago. I apologize. Anyway. Amen. Anyway, friend, it's a long time ago. But since she had beats. Why? Because he ate them. Now, somebody tell me a vegetable or food they love. Sir. Broccoli. You love broccoli? Good man. When was the last time you had some broccoli? Yesterday. Yesterday. That's a little bit more recent, praise God. Somebody else. Yes, sir. When was the last, what, what, what's food you like? Yams. Yams. Watch out. Now, I can see by the smile on the field when she pointed and she said, oh, yeah, he do. He love him some yams. When was the last time you had some yams? Last Friday. Last Friday, praise God. She say spinach. When was the last time you had spinach? Yesterday. Yesterday. Somebody else, praise God. Yes, sir. Corn. Corn. When was the last time you had corn? Two days ago. Fresh salmon. Fresh. Watch yourself. Not cooked, I'm, I hope. Praise God. Amen. When was the last time you had it? Yesterday. Yesterday. Look at her laughing. Every day. Listen to her. What? Now, now, did you notice something here? Come on. Pay attention to detail. The stuff that folk hated, they can't even remember when they did it. The stuff they loved was just recently, and they got a grin on their face looking like, and I'm about to hit it today. Stop. When you learn to hate iniquity, like you hate them vegetables and stuff I said, I'll ask you, when was the last time you did that? I can't even remember. Well, that's all the way have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you've seen that one of the many things that God wants us to do is to be imitators of Him in all that we do. We should all learn how to and do what we learn to do to become more like the God who loves and who saved me and you. That's what I'm going to do. I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210. 7859238. That's Erico 210-7859-238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassing Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassing Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after sober. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship this evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults, ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m., and it lasts until they go home. AGW hanging. Childcare is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation service is available for this too. 
Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought that being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who have been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you being so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You blessed us in ways that we never asked or expected you to do. The Bible says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you exactly what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure you reap what you sow. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being a blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week.